good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Driving Your Mind, Driving My Mind <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm happy. I'm almost out of work. Get a little break. And I'm going to end up doing summer school. So uh, I heard they bumped up the pay a little bit. Student loans are coming back on. And I have exactly or nearly exactly $10,000. Um, unfortunately, I, I really strongly feel like they're not going to be... Um, uh, providing that relief uh, for better or for worse. I'm okay with it. Like I said, uh, in a previous uh, car walkthrough, I, I, I worked at AutoZone for a little over two years to help uh, bring down my student loan debt. And I got it literally to $10,000. They're about, it's like 10500 or something like that. So uh, I'll be um, I'll be using stu- uh, summer school money to get that bill out of the way uh, before we got to rock and roll on that again. But enough about me, enough about that uh, depressing fact. <laughs> Let's go straight into today's topic, your two-car garage. I'm making this part of a, uh, a two-part series, right? Uh, this is the first part where it's going to be a two-car garage. Next week, I hope you guys tune in where we go into the three-car garage and the dynamic changes a thousand percent because let's go straight into a two car garage. You know, you purchased your home or you're in a special uh, spot where you can only have two cars. You know, wifey says enough's enough. Two cars. That's it. We only have space for two cars, one in the front, one in the uh, in the driveway, one in the garage. We have too much junk, yada, yada, yada. Hopefully I never have to deal with that kind of nonsense, but um, you're limited, right? How do you decide what those two cars are going to be? Let's pretend wifey or hubby says, you can pick the cars, you can choose the cars as long as they meet a certain criteria and I can drive it. Hopefully you have a man or woman that can drive your uh, stick shift car, right? But I'm even going to take that, you know, into consideration for some cars, but let's even take that out of the equation with now these, um, um excuse me, amazing ZF uh, autos and um, DSGs out there. Let's take that out of the equation. How do we decide what those two cars are going to be in general, right? And so I kind of say you have to narrow it down to practicality. If you are only allowed two cars, I, I strongly feel that practicality takes the highest hierarchy of them all over, you know, Fun over, you know, efficient, uh, uh, expendable maintenance, you know, inoffensive styling. Everything's going to come down to practicality. And when you think about, well, what two, you know, I can get two cars, but I have to keep it practical. How or where in the world do you find that? And you have to take a quick step back. You have to realize that at the end of the day, you'll have to sacrifice one or multiple parts of what you're looking for in a car. You know, if I had it my way, we'd all have V8, two-seater, you know, rear-wheel drive cars. But that's not realistic. You know, I have a family of four, you know, plus a wifey. Oh, well, there it goes. Uh, Any two-seater car, I can't even get everybody in. (laughs) So I met a gentleman uh, at a car show. He has the the yellow Camaro ZL1 1LE, 
beautiful car. Dude, he has a family of like five or six. And, the, you know, he and his wife, they tag team. You know, he'll take the Camaro and they'll take their uh, daily out to some of these car meets. And, again, it's it's just the matter of bringing everybody in. And, yeah, the Camaro can technically seat four. But, again, if you have five children plus a wifey, I mean, there's just no possible way of, of, of doing it. And so you have to realize that you are going to be sacrificing one or more of what you're looking for in a car. And so I've kind of narrowed it down to a top four, right? And again, I'm looking mostly for practicality if I only had a two-car garage. And I'm taking, again, into account the fun factor, how efficient the, the, the car is, how expendable the car is, right? Can I use it to take all my... Uh, my luggage, my Costco runs, you know, my Chick-fil-A runs. Can it take all of that in without me having to store things at different, you know, awkward locations? Um, and maintenance and styling, right? Um, you don't want a practical car that's going to end up being in the shop the whole time. And you don't want a car that you may love, um, but your wifey or your husband thinks is actually disgusting, <laughs> which again, styling is always subjective, but uh, let's kind of go straight into it. Number one, I feel like a truck is of ultimate practicality, okay? The fun factor will be low. However, think about some of the fun trucks you can get, a Gladiator, okay, a Forerunner, um, a Land Rover, now that's going to sacrifice maintenance, but those are trucks or truck platforms where you're going to instantly be part of a community. You know, you see my videos on the Jeep meets. The Jeep guys are, you know, fantastic to talk with, to speak with. You can get so much inspiration from so many different builds. Uh, a Jeep Gladiator or or anything of that nature, Toyota 4Runner, you're going to get so involved with the community and your family is going to love it. There's a decent amount of room and you won't be, you'll, you'll find an excuse to use the uh, truck the way you want to use it, okay? Um, a 4Runner will get me out to Glamis, you know? A Gladiator will take me on in that trail that looked a little more challenging in my two-wheel drive car. And a Land Rover, uh, I mean, you're going to, you know, you're going to be uh, dressing up in your or in your Middle Eastern outfit and heading out to the uh, the sand dunes to see if you can climb up the uh, the mountains. You know, like that's that's what it's all about. And so, getting those those purpose built trucks can definitely offer a, a a different kind of fun factor. Being part of a community, maintenance is you know if you stick with the Toyotas and and even the Jeeps, you'll be probably okay. And again, it's expendable, obviously. A Gladiator's half truck, half, uh, you know, all four-wheel drive beast, right? So definitely consider that uh, as a, a good place to start with. Um, one of the issues is perhaps the styling or the drivability uh, is something that wifey may not uh, enjoy. And so that's where we move on to my next category, uh, the wagons, right? And I immediately, immediately go into the Volkswagen GTI. I, I, I think that is the number one car that serves a purpose. It's not good at one thing, 
uh, or it's not great at one thing, but it's good at everything, right? The GTI, even the new one, the Mark 8, I mean, 240 horsepower, 270 torque, the most aerodynamic, the most connected, you know, you can put pedal to the metal flat on the floor, understeer is practically non-existent, you got a limited slip, you got awesome colors, you got a great interior, um, adjustable suspension, I mean, the GTI does so many things good and i you know the styling is inoffensive uh it's a car you can get in manual or dsg which are both good options i i can't say enough about the gti and the wagon other than perhaps you could you know outgrow it relatively quickly um i know that the hatch space isn't as big as let's say a honda civic but um, I think overall that that the GTI wagon hits so many marks. And I mean, just listening to some of the uh, car reviews out there, um, uh, specifically Everyday Driver on YouTube and um, even a couple of uh, uh, Road and Track uh, articles. I mean, they just say that it, it drives almost like a, a, a step above its class. And I, and I strongly believe it. And I mean, even me as a Honda fanboy am like considering like if I had to get a certain daily, you guys know how much I want a Civic Si, I would almost want to try a GTI just to see if it's really that good. I know it's more expensive. Okay. You're going to be dropping a pretty penny for it, but a car, an, an every man car, the GTI has it. I'm telling you, uh, it's very something you can you should consider. And for those in the looking for something higher end, um, again, RS6 Avant, right? I mean, that is just beyond amazing that that Audi decided to make that. And I'm glad people are buying it. You see them from time to time, uh, and I hope more people buy it and keep them, uh, just like the CTSV wagons, the RS6 Avants. Um, the E63S uh, AMG wagons uh, for Mercedes. Guys, keep them, use them, love them. Um, the, you know, that is that can fit, uh, is very expendable. You can fit full-size American adults in the front and back seats. It has an off-the-hook uh, motor. Um, I guess the only issue is maintenance and cost, right? But again, that car does it all so definitely a wagon consider a wagon uh those um that i named gti r6 avant e63s uh wagon those are all fantastic options even bimmer used to make the wagons back in the day uh but they, they stopped unfortunately um moving right along sporty cuv now don't flame me <laughs> It's possible to get a sporty CUV. I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I've talked about it in the video walkthroughs. Um, the Macan S's. I mean, I'm telling you, the 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 Macan. If you can't get the 911, but you want the Porsche experience, review after review after review has named the Macan S small but nimble and athletic, and just drives no different or as close to a Cayman and 911. And, you know, you can treat it as such. Now, obviously, it's going to have its limits, but you, you get a Macan S or even a GTS, everyone says how, you know, you how the limits of that freaking SUV are sky high, okay? And so a, a Macan, a sporty CUV, 
is definitely something you can consider. If you had a, only a two-car garage, I, I'd throw one, throw that in there right away. Um, now, it, once you get to the four full-size adult, it gets really tough. Um, and that's where maybe I'd go wagon. But uh, again, Macan S is really good. Now, that's out of a ballpark or the maintenance is going to be an issue. So go down to the Koreans, the Kona N, as disgusting as I think the Kona N is as a concept. So many people, I, I see more Kona Ns than I do Elantra Ns, which uh, breaks my heart deep inside. But the Kona N is very, very capable and it's a sporty CUV. You can have lots of fun in it for what it is, okay? And it's at a reasonable price. I just want people to, to if, if you had to say, ew, I don't want a, a wagon, I don't want a truck, get wifey a, a, a Macan S or a Kona N and she'd be like, oh, okay, she can do that. She can, she can stomach that. She can manage that. And uh, I think that there is, you know, the market for sporty CUVs I think is going to slowly increase uh, with Kona N, with uh, Macan S's. Uh, uh, you know, you got some of these Subaru wagons, uh, they're more off-roady, but I've always loved them. And I think, uh, if, if you get something that's tailored to the enthusiast, a, a sporty CUV can, can definitely, uh, or more capable CUV can definitely be an option. Look at the pilot, uh, the Honda pilot trail sport, right? Um, or the Honda Ridgeline with the HPD package, right? They're starting to cater to those enthusiasts and, um, I hope that people pick those up. If if that had to be the option, you got the two-car garage. Last but not least, this is where I fall into the sporty sedan. Guys, don't leave the sedans behind. The Elantra ends or the Honda Accords of yesteryear with the V6. You can still get a, a Toyota Camry with a V6. Dude, those things are 300, 315 horsepower. You guys are sleeping on these. The um, the, the Acura TLX Type S. I, those cars are amazing. And people sleep on them. Uh, shoot, you can get a Camry TRD. You know, it's like tuned, tuned, tuned by TRD. <laughs> it just mystifies me that people are sleeping on these cars. And they'd rather get a... Uh, a rave of four, then a freaking Camry TRD. You're you're kidding me. Uh, uh, you know, sedans are bigger than they've ever been, for better or for worse. You can fit four full size adults in a Accord or a Camry. I mean, you've seen the Accord 2.0 uh, T. I mean, those things are huge, and it has a freaking Type R motor in it. Like, why are you guys sleeping on this? And for those that, I can't be driving an Accord or, or a Camry. BMW is always the answer, people. They have the best sedans in the world. And if you can't get the M series, like I put BMW M3, because I can get that in manual, or if I had to get a DSG for wifey, you know, but I can get that in manual or I get it in DSG. I have 470, what, 75 71 horsepower, whatever it is, in a in a sedan package. Come on, guys. You guys are sleeping on the sedans. Um, and if you can't get that, get, you know, the, the, the M Sport, right? Which you could still get a lot of the tuning and the comfortability with, you know, the the uh, the ability to, to still have fun. And that's what I feel is all about. All these are 
practical, but they can still offer fun or they can still offer expendability. And as I stated earlier, you're going to have to sacrifice one or two things. But again, we are in a two-car garage. A lot of these new homes only have two-car garages. And the garages are small and they suck to begin with, you know. If you're fortunate or blessed enough to get an older home with a bigger garage or perhaps you live in an area with some land and you can build your own garage, great. Fill it up with whatever the heck you want. I'm talking about the people in the townhomes or in these new developments that are just limited by what they can get. And a lot of times it's two-car garage. So practicality is going to be what you lead, uh, what you aim for. But how else can you add to that practicality, whether it's fun, whether it's community, whether it's expendability, whether it's high efficiency or low maintenance, what can you do? So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Next week, please tune in for the second part where we talk about the third car. We talk about that one car. Okay, honey, you and I, we got our cars in the driveway. What's going to be your baby inside the garage? Ooh, I can't wait for that because you can feel it with you know the world the, uh, the you can fill it up with a koenigsegg or you can fill it up with a uh, a chevelle right <laughs> the sky's the limit and i'll talk to you about those options thank you guys so much for listening stay positive keep driving your mind i'll catch you guys in the next one